Dear Chicago. Fullerton is next. Doors open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there. Welcome to Foul Monkeys. This is Adam. Hi, and this is Jerry covering Ricky. You are listening to a gay podcast recorded out of both Chicago, Illinois, and the Andersonville neighborhood. And Los Angeles, although today I'm in Phoenix. Ooh, exotic. Um, this is episode 939. Um, is it? Or do we have one in the can? No, we're done. Yeah, everybody okay. published. Okay. Um, then it is 939. Um, sometimes I forget to keep up with things. So um, welcome. Thanks for listening. Um so, Jerry, what's going on uh, over your way in Phoenix? Well, uh, I had friends that uh, one of their aunts died from the road. Mm-hmm. So they had to fly into Paris, Texas. Well, actually, they got awesome and drive. They went to Paris, Texas for a funeral. And their normal dog sitter wasn't available. Uh, mm-hmm. So they said, do you mind driving up? Our house has been empty for four months. They. Oh well, for the summer, when, you know, numbers started increasing here in Phoenix, they mm-hmm. were like, you know what, we're packing up the RV, and they went to a RV park in a Temecula, California, and mm-hmm. they were like, it was great. They were like, everybody was just separated. They were like, as yeah. soon as, you know, they felt comfortable, they started going to eat in a little restaurant, and the restaurant had just really bent over backwards to make sure there was outdoor seating, and, you know, people weren't near oh, each other. Ahead. And they were like, it was great, but they had to come back for this uh, funeral. So they said, if you're not busy, do you mind uh, coming up and dog sitting? And I was like, yeah, sure. I don't have anything to do. And anything that I am doing, I can do virtually. So here I am in Phoenix. There you are in Phoenix. And they are Um, crazy out here. I was in Scottsdale yesterday. No mask. There's no mask there. Um, it was just, we went into a store, I went into a store with a friend and I swear we went to one corner and everybody in the store started drifting toward us. And I was like, oh, we got to go. We got to go. <laughs> I don't know if they did it intentionally, but I was just like, we, we got to go. I can't stay here. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. That's kind of, I don't think we've, we've recorded since George and I took our little weekend away. No. Have we? Mm-mm. Yeah. Cause that was similar to like rural Michigan. Cause we went, we stayed on a lake um, and like super cute Airbnb, um, nice vibes. Um, the lake uh, was called Gun Lake, which I was like, mm, I don't know about guns. Um, but no, it was super like the vibes were cute, loved it. However, people really don't like masks there. Um, we went to a couple of stores. We went to like an outlet mall in the middle of the day and it was like dead. There was like nobody there, but the people that were there were not big fans of masks. And, uh, also the one cashier lady like had hers, like just covering her mouth, like down below her nose and was like yelling everybody that was coming through the line. She was like, 
yeah, I got to research because somebody is pretending to be me and stealing my unemployment benefits and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, oh my God, I can't with this. We need to leave. Um, <laughs> like you were in Oklahoma at the Dollar General. I was, <laughs> it was a little, it was a little sketchy and it, because people were just super like, oh, I don't need to wear a mask if I'm, and like also people's definitions of six feet apart are fuzzy at best. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, no, you're not, this is not, you're like two feet away from me. Keep your mask up, bitch. Um, it's like internet but, seven inches. Girl, yes. Um, <laughs> but like um, the worst, the worst part about the trip, because honestly it was kind of like the most stressful weekend away that I've had probably mm -hmm. ever um, was just because it was, it's like a kind of like a little like resorty community. It's like people's second homes, mm -hmm. um, clearly like people with lots and lots of money. Right. Um, they go and they fish and they have their little boats, their little pontoon boats or their little yachts or whatever. And all of these boats had Trump 2020 flags and signs. And there were anti Gretchen Whitmer signs which well that didn't play out very well this week <laughs> mm -mm. no i was like oh okay well like i guess this makes sense after they tried to fucking kidnap her or whatever um and there were do you know the um it looks like an american flag but it's black and it has one blue line on it for fucking yes. cops or whatever fucking like three of those there's like a private drive and like all of these vacation homes kind of like dotted around the lake and we were like on a like a, I don't know, like an inlet sort of situation. Fucking no less than like three that we have to walk the dogs past or like drive past or whatever. And it's, I mean, I feel like for the most part, until I open my mouth, you don't know that I'm a homosexual for the most part. Um, I'm not a small man. I'm not like, I, I, I guess I don't dress necessarily flamboyantly. Um, really I was wearing, what? You don't mince. I don't, uh, yeah, not not that much. I do a little bit, let's be honest. I do, I get a little mincy. Um, but yeah, no, I was like walking the dogs and I had on um, my Donna Summer t-shirt ones. And then I had like a, um, my Sandy from Greece t-shirt. And your booty And shirt. like, yeah, and I was wearing like, well, they're like 80s dad shorts kind of. Um, no coochie cutters. Um, I didn't take those. But anyway, I'm like, am I going to get gay bash? And also, I mean, my husband is a person of color. Like, that worries me. Mm -hmm. um, but George is always like, look, like, you're just going to make it worse for me if you react. Right. So I'm trying to be better about that because we all know that I'm apt to choke a man out just for looking crooked at my dogs. So we we know you got a mouth on you yeah but yeah so like what but like what's up with this like middle america bullshit like you still have to wear a mask what the fuck is wrong with you it's crazy like i said here uh, my friend andy initially was like hey let's go to this restaurant called rehab burger therapy i was like okay and so i parked met him on the street said hello gave him a little hug both wearing masks and he goes so our name's on the thing. It's going to be about 20 minutes. There's a farmer's market. He goes, but before we leave, why don't you just take a look in there and see if you're comfortable? He's like, it seems like there's a lot of people in there. So I 
-hmm. somebody went in and I just held the door open and looked and I was like, oh no, (laughs) no way, no. So then we went somewhere else and it was just like people with masks or without masks and walking around side by side. And some of the places were just packed. And, you know, when we went into that store, the lady goes, well, you know, there's no mask, you know, or she had her mask down here on her Mm -hmm. chin. She goes, I'll pull it up if you want me to like no other engagement with us. So we were like, we just looked at her. She's like, where are you guys from? And Andy was like, oh, I just live down the street. And she's like, well, you know, we don't have mask ordinance in Scottsdale. And I was like, oh boy. But anyway, mm. out of there. I didn't, I don't know if I breathed any nasty air. I didn't really let anybody near me. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of your uh, cashier lady screaming, uh, mm-hmm. my roommate, <laughs> He always tells me this story and I just laugh every time. When we were in college, there was a few bars out in my college town and there was one like outside of city limits in Caddo, Caddo, Oklahoma, you know, it's like population of 500, but they had this bar out there and Morgan said that there was this bar fly and I don't, he doesn't even remember her name, but she was always like, hey baby, baby, hey baby, hey baby. That's how she <laughs> talked, like she just smoked a pack of cools. But she used to go up to people because Morgan said she came up to here and said, hey, baby, I'll suck you a cock for a cold Coors Light. <laughs> and Morgan was like, um, no, thank you. And so he was telling he was working at the bar and he was telling his manager, he's like, you know, what's her name? Came up and said she'd suck my cock for a cold Coors Light. He was like, yeah, she does that. And he goes, so she's been doing it for a while. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, have you ever? And he's like, <laughs> It, it doesn't matter, Morgan, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh, shit. She sucked his dick. She sucked his back for a cold Coors Light. And I was like, I wonder if she's still alive. And he was like, no way. He was like, she she was in her mid-50s and, you know, 95, 96. Yeah. You know, and probably smacked two packs of cigarettes a day. And sucked a lot of cut for a cold Coors Light. Not a hot one. <laughs> a cold Coors Light. We don't want no room temperature Coors Light no. right here. But apparently, I didn't know. It's a, like a Texas thing, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get me a cold drink or I'm going to get me a cold beer. I'm going to get me a cold pot, a cold. OK, cold. yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, we didn't say that in people that I was around in Oklahoma. So I just go, oh, OK. <laughs> um, um, funny, just a quick I may have talked about this on the show already. Um, back when probably like right around when I met you. I would, if I went out and I got like a little tipsy, I would want a cigarette, which is now I reflect back on that. And I'm like, that's gross. I don't smoke. Um, I tried, I went out, I got kind of tipsy on my birthday, I think last year. And one of my friends who smokes was like, Hey, it's your birthday. Do you want a cigarette? Whatever. And I smoked like half of it. And I was like, this is fucking gross. I can't do this. Um, Which thankfully, like, that's where I am now. But back in my early to mid twenties, um, I would be like, yeah, let me bum a smoke. That was like my thing. And that trash bar in Pittsburgh images, Mm -hmm. um, which was by where you used to have to live when you worked in Pittsburgh. Um, there used to be like some old ass bar flies there and you could go and you could pre buy your drinks, uh, during happy hour. They would let you, um, they would give you like two cups and like put them in front of your bar stool um and you could pay ahead so you didn't have to pay full price after happy hour anyway um i used to dance i used to dance with men for a newport 
Now you're like Sophia on the Golden Girls when she was dancing <laughs> for a dime. Yep, yep, yep. I was like, can I bum a smoke? They'd be like, you can dance with me for a smoke. I'll dance. No, they, <laughs> oh my God. No, I can't even do a Pittsburgh accent anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Um, another story that uh, Morgan tells is his best friend, Scott, who's the sweetest guy. He's a pediatrician now. Scott was really naive and really, really Jesus-y in high school. And he went mm-hmm. to this uh, high school that actually had a lot of uh, black students there because their basketball team was really good. And Scott was in on the basketball team. And Scott would see everybody talking about, oh, my, my legs are ashy. Pass me some lotion. And Scott didn't know what that was. So mm-hmm. he started going, oh, my legs are ashy. Somebody give me some. <laughs> no, everybody thought it was so cute, but nobody would tell him yeah. what it meant. So when he was in college, <laughs> he said, I'm ashy. Somebody give me some lotion. And people were like, ashy? <laughs> Not ashy. And so they had to explain it to him. He was like, oh, my God. He's like, I didn't know. But the team, they just liked him so much. They didn't want to like, you know, they wanted him to participate. They wanted Aww. him to feel included. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. you have ashy legs. Here's some cocoa butter. Well, I'll tell you what, that cocoa butter works. I know. I know I'm kicking myself for not bringing my mango butter with me to Phoenix because I, mm-hmm. I, I usually I pack, but I, all of a sudden I was like, I don't remember how to pack for anything because it's been it's been mm-hmm. like seven months. But yeah. I got here and within an hour I blew my nose and you know there was blood because it's just so yeah. and now my legs are screaming, ah, you need lotion. But I forgot. Yeah. Oh, well. I'll go home tomorrow. Yeah. That's not too bad. Yeah. I do love a uh, supple skin. Mm-hmm. My, uh, I had my tattoo worked on uh, last Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but my... Had... What? Did you say you had your tattoo worked on? Yeah. Which one? Um, I, have, I haven't put it on social media or anything yet. This is the final go over. So once this is like fully healed... Um, I did this like kind of I came up with like a well what do they call it? It's like a like a neon 80s sort of aesthetic vapor wave, I think is kind of a thing. Um but it's like pink and green and yellow and it's like a triangle inside of like a uh like a geometric sunset sort of situation and it has the year my parents were born through it. Oh what are you shaking your head for? Don't shake your head at me. <laughs> Trash. It's cute. It's really cute. I'll send you a picture. Um, my tattoo artist was like really into making the colors super vibrant. So he's gone over it like a bunch. So it's taken a while. Plus the Rona. I started on it before right. um, coronavirus started. So it's been like a little touch and go. Um, but every time I've gotten a tattoo they're super like everything is fucking clean like you need to sign off on all this shit you have to like watch them wash their hands and like they put gloves on obviously um but they have a temperature gun they ask you to fill out a questionnaire and shit so i felt super comfortable um but my tattoo artist was like do you drink a lot of water and i was like yeah like i stay hydrated like i drink what you're supposed to drink if not a little bit more mm-hmm. and he's like your skin is like not to be creepy really supple <laughs> well thank you i was like i know it oh my the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again <laughs> i know that's right um 
Anyway, you know, uh, people are still talking about, I can't believe people are talking about, we got that email from listener Anthony Gill about Franking Hooker. Yeah. Who knew that us talking about a VHS box of a movie that, well, I never saw it because my parents would never let me rent it. I'm sure I think I can watch it on YouTube though. But yeah, people are talking about Frankenhooker. Who knew? I love Frankenhooker. And so that director's name is Frank Henenlotter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, yeah, Frank Henenlotter. Uh, maybe Henenlotter, Henenlotter. Anyway, um, do you remember... I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it was always like one of those movies that your parents wouldn't let you rent or watch or whatever. Um, Basket Case, which Uh, is the... Vaguely. It's the, like, I remember the VHS case with like the wicker basket, like the claw coming out of it, kind of. And you could see an eye too, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like two eyes and like a claw. Um, And it was about the guy that carries around his like deformed twin brother. and the like little like deformed twin brother was like his conjoined twin or whatever, and he comes out of the basket and murders people, mm-hmm. um, which is super fucked up. I made a couple of my friends watch it like last year or the year before for Halloween, and they were like, "Why? Like you don't get to pick movies anymore," which I get. <laughs> I get a lot. This is we talked about like ages ago um, in a Ricky episode. Me making. George watched this movie called Burial Ground and there's like zombie incest in it. And he was like, girl, no, like watch this on your own time. Uh, (laughs) No, see, it's funny because no, it's not terrible. (laughs) I like watching movies that are fucked up um, just because I'm like, who thought this was a good idea? And also when I was in college, I went through a phase where I was like, I want to know what movies were like banned or cut and I want to watch those to see why and like what the big deal was um like there's i think it's god i'm so bad at sometimes remembering things um there's this movie that is japanese i think called in the realm of the senses yes it's japanese um because it has unsimulated sexual content and it's about the razor blade on the eyeball no, that's a uh, uh, Ancien Andalou, which is uh, Louis Buñuel. Um, that's like old French shocking oh. shit. But um, this is like like a class sort of story in Japan, um, where like a like a like a like a higher class man um, has an affair with a maid. Mm-hmm. And they're like obsessed with each other, and then they do like uh, erotic asphyxiation. They like choke each other, I think. Um, and then they like you see like the lady give the guy a blowjob in it, and then at the end of it, she cuts off his dick, and it's like super graphic. Um, but like I was like I searched that out when I was in college, and I was like I want to know like why this is so controversial. I was very interested in that. Anyway, Frank Lauder um when we were talking about frank and hooker there is an actress who does like small parts in like a lot of his movies like she's in frank and hooker she's in basket case um and her name is beverly bonner Mm -hmm. and she is a she's like the lady who lives in the apartment building with the twin in basket case 
Um, she's a black actress. Um, she, I used to work in live events at a previous job, not going into details. And she was one of our clients and we would do like, she would do like one woman shows and like meet and greets and shit like that. And she was like batshit insane in a really good way. And she was very much like, do you know who I am? Like when I would talk to her and I was like, actually girl, like, yes, I do. Because I like weird shit like that. I was like, and she was also in the original production of Women Behind Bars with Divine. Oh yeah. Like in which was like off off Broadway or something, like way, way, way back in the day. Um, but she was fascinating to talk to. And I don't know if like she's still doing well, obviously she's not doing shit like that now. Um, but she was just like super fascinating to talk to. Um, she was in Maybe she was also a hooker in Frankenhooker, maybe. I'm really bad. Like I said, I'm really bad at remembering shit. But fascinating lady. And also, I just... Those people who did stuff like that, like we talked about Linnea Quigley, um, who was the Suzanne with the boob and the lipstick and Night of the Demons. And um, Anthony, who emailed us, the listener, also had met her. Um, They're just like... I, I love that they know everybody I've met who's associated with like a horror movie. Like I've met um, Sybil Danning, who oh, was in, um, she was in a bunch of like sexploitation films in the 80s, but she was also the lead werewolf in The Howling 2. And there is this big controversy because they like sexed up that movie because she was in it and like that was her kind of like thing. And she's actually really good in it, but she was like super nice. And she talked about um, the credits of the Howling 2 are this part where she like rips open her shirt and her titties like come out. Um, and I think we talked about this years ago on the show. Um, but what these people kind of like intended their careers to be, how they got to where they are, all of that stuff is super fascinating to me. And everybody's been so nice. And I'm not like an autograph town. It just so happened. Like the guy who wrote Zombie Bathhouse used to write um articles for i want to say fangor or whatever that no like local like like he also used to review porn like back in the 80s um and he because he used to know jeff striker Mm -hmm. and he worked with him whenever jeff striker was in town for um he was in a play that was like Jeff Stryker behind bars or some shit. Yeah, he, he toured his, he had like a one or a show like that that would tour. Yes. Yes. Um, and so the writer of Zombie Bathhouse that I was in um, was just talking about how like he, Jeff Stryker like helped some lady who had a flat tire and the lady had no idea who he was. Um, and they like kind of like hung out when he was in town back in the day. Um, but that's how like I've, I've run into a number of these people because I worked with this guy whose name is Brian. He's lovely. He's wonderful. One of my favorite people. Um, and he's just friends because he's written about all of these like kind of famous kind of scream queens or like B-movie actresses. Mm-hmm. So Did you ever see the Boneyard? Have we talked about the Boneyard? Mm, <laughs> the only reason we rented it is because it had like a zombie poodle on the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know this movie. Just keep telling yourself, it's only a poodle. It's only a poodle. (laughs) And Phyllis Diller was the star. Yeah. 
Um, but my friend in high school and I rented it, and it was exactly what you think it was. It was so trashy. It was hilarious. But yeah, The Boneyard is a good one of those type of movies where, like, you saw the VHS tape and you think nobody's renting this, but <laughs> you rented it. I rented it. <laughs> I I've never seen that, but it's on my list of like bad shit to watch. Is it on your uh, streaming service? I don't think so. No, no. But it's on my Amazon wish list. So if anybody wants to look that up and send me the Blu-ray of the Boneyard. It came in (laughs) (laughs) Blu-ray. Oh yeah, girl. Like all of that shit is super popular now. This is like all those B-movies coming out on Blu-ray. There's a lot of like really specific um, Blu-ray distributors or companies that like remaster this shit and put it out. Um, like d- d- it's more. Um, uh, there's also like a lot of um, sex exploitation and mm-hmm. like weird fucking like the '70s had a bunch of like cannibal movies, which is not my jam personally. Um, but there's like a lot of shit like that. But they also do stuff like the Boneyard and like that movie ever, I talked. Did you ever see the Andy Warhol, Dracula, and Frankenstein movies? Yes, I got I think those about it before. But I used to watch them on USA up, up all night. Oh, with Rhonda Shear. <laughs> oh man, I loved Up All Night. Um, I used to watch there. There is a movie on there that I think you can get on just YouTube. Like you can just watch it on YouTube. Um, that my aunt Nicole and I used to watch called Pandemonium. I love Pandemonium. It's on YouTube. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid, but I love it. And my parents uh-huh. hated it. <laughs> hated it. And HBO used to show it all the time when mm-hmm. I was young. And I used to, Danny and I would watch it all the time. I, me and my aunt Nicole loved it. And that was one of the ones that was on Up All Night mm-hmm. um, fairly often. But um, for you guys that don't know, Pandemonium is this horror spoof comedy about all those cheerleading camp movies but it has Mm -hmm. like carol kane uh it's the smothers brothers Brothers, yeah tom smothers is in it um the actress that played the sister on angie which was the donna pascal tv show she was really hot there for about five years in the 70s i can't remember her name Um, she was also the mom on the show with shia labeouf oh was she Mm mm-hmm Oh, you're talking about Anne, uh, Donna Pascal, yes. Yeah, Donna uh, Pascal. Uh, Judd Reinhold's in it. It was like one of his first movies. Uh, I think that's about it that like became famous. But yeah. It's, oh, um, it's- I looked it up. Um, Eileen Brennan's in it. Oh, which yeah. I forgot she's, about. she's the uh, Carrie or Carol Kane's mother that's kind of like the Carrie ripoff. Yes. Um, Phil Hartman, Tab Hunter. Um, oh, and P.B. Herman's in it. Kiwi Herman's in it. Um, Eve Arden. Yes. She's at the very uh, end. Yes. It is fucking stupid, but uh, also so fun. The scene with the the um the toothbrush is my favorite. Um, it's so good. My favorite is the drowning of the milk bath. Yes, my with cookies, the cookies. My cookies! <laughs> Oh my god, nobody knows what we're talking about, probably, but fucking go watch Pandemonium. It's it's amazing. It's tis the season as well. Let's be honest. It's Halloween shit. So 
go watch. If you don't like scary movies, this is a total fun, stupid spoof. Early 80s. Go watch it. Fucking yeah. weird and hilarious. Speaking of 80s, you have a story for us about One Moment in Time. Is that an 80s song? How the... Yes. That was the the, the uh, theme to the Olympics, nineteen eighty eight Olympics. Okay, um, I couldn't remember if it was ninety two or eighty eight. No, but I think ninety two was. Um, I got like a Coca Cola um, promo cassette tape. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, if you collected tabs or some shit, um, you could get the like olympics album mm-hmm. and it had like a weird rewritten version of um free your mind by like in vogue mm-hmm. um and i want to say this used to be my playground was also on the tape could be um but anyway 92 summer summer olympics had a oh also because that was barcelona and it had the freddie mercury like uh Montserrat Goodbye. Is that how you pronounce her name? The opera singer. Um, they did a song called Barcelona and it was like the theme. Anyway, 1988, Whitney Houston, Olympic theme, One Moment in Time. Uh, if you don't know it, it is iconic. It is very Whitney Houston ballad. How can um, you not know it, people? Come on. It's Whitney. It's, it's Whitney at her prime. Yes, it is peak Whitney. Um, so my high school made a big deal out of homecoming. Um, a lot of high schools don't have homecoming, which I found out like later in life. Cause I thought I was a shit. Cause so you nominated a girl to be on homecoming court and then she picked who was going to be her escort. So she was like, she got to be homecoming queen and it was like plus escort sort of thing. And oh, there were like- It wasn't football players that were the escort at your homecoming? Mm-mm, no. Oh, okay. Um, That's different. Yeah. Um, you got to pick, like, based on, like, your, whatever your personal preference was or whoever your homecoming date was or whatever. Um, so you escorted the court down. And you kind of got to be, like, we didn't have, like, a homecoming king. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, because it wasn't, like, just generic escorts. You got to be, like, I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, yearbook is like Liz and Adam like on the homecoming court because of course bitch I was on the homecoming court (laughs) but that's only because I got skinny I think because I got mono between junior and senior year best diet ever it's so good um I need to get mono again actually frankly anyway for years I want to say like even like technically my aunt Nicole the people who were freshmen when she graduated were seniors when I was a freshman. So like, cause we're not that far apart in age. Um, I think like even when she was in high school, probably since one moment in time fucking came out, that was the homecoming court song. The marching band played it. This like super bombastic trumpet arrangement shit while the court walked down the football field because you walk down the 50-yard line. That's the one in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I, I don't know about football. Anyway, so you would walk down the 50-yard line and the flag girls, um, what is what is what is that traditionally called? Color guard. 
color guard, yes. We didn't call it color guard, they were called silks. Oh, or they were called flaggets if you had boys in it. <laughs> yes, well, boys weren't allowed to be in ours, but we, um, I'm well acquainted with flaggets as a derogatory term against boys in color guard. But like color guard's a big thing. They have like summer programs, they compete oh, yeah. and shit. Um, anyway. Silks. Silks. And our dance team was called Starlets. Yes. So they would have this tunnel with their flags. You make it, yeah. Um, yes. And the girls would walk through the tunnel and as they walked through, and the marching band is playing One Moment in Time, which the lyrics to One Moment in Time are fucking, like, for a homecoming court, it's just absurd. First of all, it's called One Moment in Time. It is making this huge dramatic deal about being homecoming queen. Um, it's, it's like, okay, so I'm going to look up the lyrics real quick. Each day I live, I want to be a day to give the best of me. I'm only one, but not alone. My finest day is yet unknown. So what the fuck for a homecoming court, first of all? And so you walk through, and as you pass each silk, they like dramatically sweep their flag open on either side. And there's like fucking like 20 girls. So you get like a full 15 minute extended remix of One Moment in Time. <laughs> it's fucking wild. So three years, we've played One Moment in Time since I was a freshman, probably three years before that. It was like iconic in my school. My senior year, we had done a lot of construction throughout the four years that I was in high school. And it was like kind of mostly done by the time I was a senior. Mm -hmm. The fucking band director lost the score to one moment in time. Had not like planned on this. So like figured it out like the week before fucking homecoming. And had to let like whoever was like in charge of homecoming know that we didn't have one moment in time. And the homecoming court found out and we were going to replace it with Anything for You by Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine, which iconic ballad, but it's no one moment in time. Right. Fucking girls flipped their fucking lid. <laughs> like it was like one moment in time or nothing. And it was like such a controversy that it was like, Nobody knew like if home like homecoming was gonna happen, but it was like, do we just cut the walk? Do we just announce the girls? Like, because they're not walking to anything but one moment in time. <laughs> it was like a huge controversy. And then somebody, like, because people kept their music from like years before or whatever, they found like a handful of parts and like figured it out basically. Um, and we got our one moment in time. And, and nothing was canceled. Nothing was canceled, but it was like real dramatic for a hot second. We played all time high for most of my high. <laughs> oh, oh my God. And then my senior year, we got a little bit closer to the 90s by playing You Decorated My Life by Kenny <laughs> <laughs> But I remember going, Mr. Black, really? You decorated my life? What is this, like 1982 or whatever the song came out? It's like 1990. You decorated <sighs> my life? Oh my God. That's it was, that's hilarious. That's very Oklahoma. Oh yeah. 
But I guess oh he, I don't think he had the budget to find something. And we weren't that good. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, we all knew it. It was easy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, mm-hmm. All time high. Oh, and we also used to do the theme from Ice Castles all the time. Too. Oh, that's like a really good homecoming song, actually. Like I could I could get into that. I mean, not that one, one moment in time is fucking like also a perfect homecoming song, because like at that point in your life, when you're a senior in high school. It is a one moment in time. It is like you are. That is your iconic. Like I am gonna fucking get it. I am gonna be homecoming queen, motherfucker. <laughs> we did not. My my um the girl I escorted did not make top three. Oh, because they do no second runner up, first runner up, and then the queen. Um, she should have. She was like the the like smart, cool like kind of like badass candidate like a little bit like to a certain extent um it was the first year um since i was in high school that it was an all white homecoming court mm-hmm. yeah which was like a big like people were like oh my god are you all racist um <laughs> which it was like a big deal cuz it was usually there were there were uh, uh, black girls mm-hmm. on our court um so it was like, kind of like who's getting Notice the black. Notice on the court and not homecoming queen. Um, we had black <laughs> homecoming queens. We did. Um, but it was always like a question of who was going to get like, because we had a huge marching band. So it was like, who's getting the marching band vote? Who's getting the black vote? Who's getting like the gifted class vote? Who's like, you know what I mean? There was like a candidate for everybody. Kind right. of. Um. But I was drum major my senior year, and the other senior drum major actually was homecoming queen oh. as well. And it was a big thing. Like, our band director was like, you can't both be on homecoming court. Like, what the fuck? Like, who's going to direct yeah, We the can. It's my senior year. Damn right. That's what I said. I was like, I'm going to, like, figure something out, girl. Like, we had an alternate drum major. I was like, get Ashley. She'll do it. Nobody really like, listens to the drum major. <laughs> We were, I was a big deal, okay? I have a medal somewhere. somewhere. I was the best, I was the best drum major in Allegheny County. I, uh, I re- just remembered that one year for band concert, we had a movie theme. So we played those and then we played Kokomo. <laughs> yes! Um, I'm trying to remember, was there something else we played too? Because I remember it was Ice Castles and All Time High, Kokomo. I think there was one more, but I don't remember what it was that we played we, movie theme. I can't remember every show we did because we did like three shows a year mm-hmm. for the marching band. Um, and we would do like one home game, one away game was the same show. And then we'd do like another one and then another one. But I will never forget my very first marching band song ever because I had been on a trip to St. Louis and came back the day band camp started and I had to go straight from the fucking train to band camp because the director back then was a huge asshole like ran it like it was the fucking military um well we were like a 220 250 piece band with like all of the auxiliaries and all that shit so we were like a big deal and we were like like locally famous and shit like that and he was like if you don't come immediately on time, like if your train is fucking late, like fuck you, you're not gonna get to be in band. 
and it was like everything to me and i was like super panicky i've got to do it i was like i've got to do my it high school career exactly so i hauled my ass there and they threw a horn in my hand and were like we're doing parade practice clip this music to your fucking horn and then memorize it because we had to memorize all of our shit mm-hmm. and it was uh gonna make you sweat Everybody dance now. Nice. I I remember my sophomore year, my band director had submitted myself and this other guy, Nathan, who was a trumpet player, and I played clarinet for this uh, East East Central University like honor band. So I I made the cut, but I had Mm -hmm. to audition for what chair. And I got in. And of course, I was 15. I I Mm -hmm. choked hard, choked hard. (laughs) And we had to, they, we got the music. It was Phantom of the Opera. It was going to be our oh big, like a, a medley. So mm-hmm. I, I choked and one of the girls was like, it's an E flat. When I just, and I was like, <laughs> you know, but whatever. I was number 14. I didn't care, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. whatever. So my senior year, uh, I went to band camp because I was a drum major and I saw the girl that snapped at me. Uh, mm-hmm. But also during that time, she was like, oh, my God, my read broke. I don't have another one. I was like, oh, I have a new one here. You can have this one. She was like, oh, my God, thank you. So I saw her and I said, oh, mm-hmm. hey, whatever her name was. She was like, oh, my God, I know you from the band. She's like, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, um, I'm drum major. She goes, no, you can't be. You're you're too old. And I was like, no, I'm a senior this year. And she went, how old were you when you did that band? And I was like, oh, I was a sophomore. So apparently I was the only, I was the, I had to be the youngest person because she just made it out like you shouldn't have even been there. So Mm -hmm. no wonder I fucking choked with all the seniors in the sophomore Mm -hmm. there and I choked hard. She, yeah, I said E flat. (laughs) (laughs) But I kept going. I kept going. That's right. I think I took a pause. I took a big sigh and then I keep going. You know, I got to be dramatic a little bit. Of course. Well, I'm glad to hear that you were basically a year ahead. Like I well, was. Yeah, totally. Yeah, a year so. ahead. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, this has been basically us talking about fucking marching band in high school. And also <laughs> horror movies. Horror movies. Um, so we've gone for almost 42 minutes. Should we stop this one and then record another one? Yes, because we have lots to talk about. We're going to talk about the best double albums of all time awesome. we're gonna talk tons of disco to talk about what is this resurgence of disco oh, it's amazing I'm fucking living for it it's so good um so we're gonna talk about disco we're gonna talk about um best double albums of all time which ties into disco yes um so a little a little teaser there um and we're also gonna talk a little bit about some erotic fan fiction Oh, yes, we were. About foul monkeys. So um, come back for another episode. And like, how often do we release these? Like twice a week? Ricky usually does, like he'll release one, usually Sunday or Monday. And then if he has time, you know, he'll do it Friday. If not, it's it's the next week. So that next Sunday or Monday, depending on what his schedule is. Okay. Well, listen to this shit. Come back. You'll love it. It'll be great. So this is Adam. This is Jerry. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thank you for getting foul with foul monkeys. And we hope you enjoyed the show. 
You can send feedback, dick pics, or marriage proposals to foulmonkeys at gmail.com. You can also leave us sexy messages or some really heavy breathing at 863-666-0377. Ask us questions and interact with us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at foulmonkeys. You can also join us over at the Facebook page where things can get really, really dirty. Thank you for listening, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Open on the left at Fullerton. How about Chicago? I could be there.